welcome to Thank You for Being a Fan, a special edition of the Best Friends Fancast where you get to share all your love of Alice and Rosen. We finally got them out of the dungeon and on to Thank You for Being a Fan. It's fellow best friend, Toby Milton. Welcome, Toby. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm reporting from my home with uh, no interruptions of radios or keys or any weird interruptions like that. <laughs> well, I feel like we've talked a lot on the show, but and I think, oh, I know Toby, but I think, do we really know Toby? So why don't we? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, I'm from uh, Ontario, Canada. Sort of grew up all in and around Toronto, north of there. I was born north of there, and then grew up in Burlington, which is about a half hour from Toronto. Then I lived in Toronto for a bunch of years, and now I live in a place called London, Ontario. And I'm a night shift worker and a musician, sort of, at the same time. And uh, that sums up me, I guess. The n- night shift worker. Now, we've heard you at work many times What and the key, <laughs> and the many keys that it entails, but do you mind sharing what, what it is that you do? Sure. I am a supervisor of the custodians on the night shift at the university in town, which is called Western, uh, and I work at the one of the affiliates called King's, and that's uh, yeah the lead hand, I guess, slash supervisor of uh, the shift there. So you're important. Overnight. It was what you're saying. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I know you've sent some pictures of you in the the outerwear that you that you have to wear that frames oh, yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, that's my uh, my role in the winter is going around and removing snow and making sure that uh, that's not too icy and etc. Delivering salt and lots of annoying stuff like that. So salt, not like the eating kind, but the kind you put on the road, which I'm sure you never have to deal with. <laughs> no, it's uh, that's something I see on the on the te- on the TV. <laughs> yeah, on the TV. <laughs> Are you married? I am married, yeah, with two kids. I have a 17-year-old son and a seven, oh, well, seven on Sunday year old daughter. Ah, so your daughter shares a birthday with Lil Rafi. So happy birthday to both of you. <laughs> <laughs> April 30th, that's cool. April 30th, yeah. Happy birthday, Rafi. So you have that's a awesome. 17-year-old and a 7-year-old. That's a big difference. Yes. That's a, I don't know, I always think about maybe do I start over and go through all of it again just because I love kids so much, but... You don't. No! <laughs> You know what? And then, you know, taking care of this baby now, I think I'm getting my fix two days a week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have a new a new nephew. My wife's uh, sister just had a son to a long sort of journey through the whole IVF thing. So that is our, our fill of baby. And it's it's nice to have that again, but it's it's definitely not something I would reset the clock on. Right. Yeah. It's I good. Know. Like, I'm super... I love having kids. I... Uh, I love my own kids and small doses of other people's kids. But, uh, <laughs> yes, Raphael and I were talking about that last night a little bit about what kids that we like and what we don't, what we don't like, <laughs> yeah. and pets for that matter. I know we're biased, you know, with our own kids and then the kids of people that we know or we are related to. But yes, of course, seven-year-old. That's a good age. Oh, I think it's so fun. you forget about you know I forget about the sleepless nights of having a baby and changing diapers doesn't really bother me too much. It's when they're potty training that really sucks because now you're really thinking about it more of where are we going to go or accidents or yeah, at least diaper like, contains it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the that point where they really want to communicate things and can't and they're really mad about it yes. is very frustrating. And that's like the baby part is hard because of the sleepless nights and the feeding and stuff. But like that the first little bit is actually kind of easy. It's once they're like, okay, I want to move, mm-hmm. but I can't. I want to talk, but I can't. Yes. That that 
that stretch is I, I personally found the most challenging. Yeah, but, uh, and then they become seven, and you're like, this is awesome. I have a little buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can do fun things. You can start to introduce them to movies and shows mm-hmm. and yep. and things that you can do together at the same like to start to be on the same level on stuff which is nice it is now having a 17 year old are your kids friends with each other uh it's yes and like it's different they they love each other she really looks up to him and he's really 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 great with her Uh, but but it's not the same like in some ways it's like it's great because it's sort of like it's a built-in babysitter and it's uh they don't there's not a lot of fighting over shared stuff, uh, you know, like oh, that or, makes sense or toys and stuff. Right. There's yeah, like, exactly. We already have our own stuff. Yeah, exactly. So he's got like a, a laptop. Year old, I need to know what that's like. I, my son just turned 12 and yeah. I'm already getting the eye rolling and the, and the stuff, but I'm not looking forward to 13 to about 17, but maybe, maybe I'm looking, maybe I'm worrying for no reason. <laughs> How was it for you? You know, I will say that we we are we're super lucky in that he's not what I would call a typical teenager. He hangs out with us. He likes to watch shows with us. He talks to us like when he comes home from school. He, he talks to us deeply about all of his feelings. He lets us know where he's at. He has plans for university. Doesn't want it like he's not into drinking or smoking or drugs or like the way he's rebelling against us is by not doing the things that that's, we did. That's so cool. I know. I hope. I think, okay, so our kids won't drink. They won't want any tattoos. <laughs> yeah, that's basically where he's at. That's, like, the thing for him. And he's, uh, you know, he's got a plan for university. And, uh, he, like I said, he follows politics. And he's just, like, he's, he's really cool. So uh-huh. it's so like you did it's a, nice you, to... You've done a good job. Maybe you need to revisit having some more kids. We need some more people like him in the world. Well, let me tell you, when my daughter is a teenager, I expect the full teenager experience. <laughs> really? Maybe, like, maybe we'll we'll get the... Because we're getting the... <laughs> right. like a, a lesser version, we'll get a double version on the, on the tail end, is my guess. Oh, gosh. I always think about my mom is one of ten. And, oh, God. you know, I... I talk poorly about my grandmother because she's not a very nice person, but I think she had 10 kids, so maybe there's some, you know, reasons why she's insane. Yeah, that's, yeah, my parents each are, my dad is the oldest of five, and my mom is, or she she was, I think she was the second oldest of four. I think four is a good number. That was the number that I wanted. I think it would have been a nice round number, but... I don't know. After two, and our last house was 950 square feet, so they shared a room, and we shared a bathroom, the four of us, and it was rough, but we did it. And then once the kids were older, we moved and doubled our square footage, but now, you know, then they're older, and it's like, now are we going to start all over again? Yeah, we were going to have a third one after, but, uh, you know, our our daughter was, she's a lot of kid. She doesn't, (laughs) still doesn't sleep that much and stuff, and, like, she's great. She's so energetic, so positive. Because she's so energetic, it's just always, she's 100% on from the moment she's, she wakes she's up. She's at least two kids for you. Kind of. So it's hardly like, you know, that for us, it was like, all right, well, we were going to do that. And then now, way later, but it we decided pretty early on that we were just going to have the two. Yeah, it's smart. It's That's, smart to make decisions like that. You don't want to have the accidents. <laughs> oh, yeah, Exactly. I, I've had what we could, we dubbed the big boy surgery. So that's, uh, it's, we're out of that now. <laughs> I was going to say any snip snips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I know. I, my husband said, you know, we don't want any, I don't want any more kids and we should, you know, we should fix that, you know. And I said, well, then maybe you should do that. 
Yeah. And he says, well, that's kind of final. I said, yeah, but making up our mind is also final. Yeah. The surprise is is always, you know, awesome. You can't imagine life without the kid that you have. But unplanned, that causes a lot of stress on families, I think. Yeah. So there's there's, that's not happening. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you're safe. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. You know what? Maybe we should talk about the reason why we are here. Of course. Talk about how you became an Allison Rosen fan. All right. Well, uh, as I've talked about before, I work night shift. And in a lot of ways, it's a lot different than day shift. So I started by listening to music while I was working because there's nobody around a lot of the time. And I just wanted stuff. But I found I was able to tune out music and spend a lot of time in my own head, which if you've ever been up all night thinking, is not necessarily the best thing. Or at least in my case, it isn't. It isn't great to be thinking all night long sleeping no yeah yeah, is is even if the nighttime is your daytime, your brain still operates in a very sort of self-destructive way in the night, and so uh, that's when I sought out something that would occupy my brain a bit more, and I looked for podcasts, and I think I did the thing that people do when they search at podcasts, which is uh, search for guests or look look at guests that they might like, and then ask their friends what what podcast they they listen to and that led me to I have maybe eight ones that I listen to on a normal basis now and that at the time it was uh, you know the former boss I think he had a some guest so at first I would listen to when I liked the guests and then I would listen to five days a week there it would be the one that I listened to when I got to work uh, and after a while I started fast forwarding through the first 40 minutes or so because he sort of just like it's like a monologue that he would sort of like <laughs> you, so you learned early on <laughs> Yeah, well, it took a, it took a while, but also like it was a time thing for me because it's like I have these many podcasts I want to get through. So certain ones I would only listen to guests that I liked or recognized or wanted to know more about, and other ones I would <laughs> just get through the stuff I didn't like. But you know, my favorite parts over time became the the drops and the the interjections by Allison, and uh, I especially was a fan of the what I expect to expect when I'm expecting. Do you do you remember that oh where gosh, she would? Read. about that yes i was a huge fan of that and i like kept wanting more of that and all of this stuff and you could sort of i mean i wouldn't say that i could see her being released from there but you could see her growing within the show yeah uh, and once she got her own show right away i started listening to that right off the bat uh, when she started the her own podcast and then i already was sort of fading away uh from the former employer and then obviously when everything went that way i was done with that you're like, but that by was then crazy. I was, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was already weaning off of that, I suppose. But now the her show is the one that I always listen to. I have two podcasts that I listen to for sure every week and never skip any episodes, and uh, that is definitely one of them. And that's sort of how I came to listening I, to her I didn't and finding out about her. Realize that you were on the ground floor of her of her starting her show and everything and being that old of a fan. So that's cool. So you yeah. remember the. The splitting and her firing and the 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 old Thursday gang and the new Thursday gang. Oh yeah, I remember that. And all the that. transitions. Yeah, actually, like I I know people and I, I I'm included in this group now that the new Thursday gang is just awesome and uh, everything about them I love and I did like the old Thursday gang too at times. I'm not maybe as harsh as some people are on them, but the for me the best episode was that one the episode between when they were at at the, at the studios in Burbank and they did everyone came over to the, 
Allison's yes. house post her being letting go from the show. That one episode yes. I really, really enjoyed. And for me, I was like, oh, my God, this is like the full potential of this group because they were all being open and the guard was down and Kaylin was talking. And yep. it was like, I found that episode to be really great. Now, in the end, I thought that they were kind of spineless for yeah, towing for- the line. But, of course, it's business, right? So I don't really... No, it is, but then uh, using the Bobo bark and all that stuff still is kind of icky. And yeah, the loyalty, as far as yes, there's business, but the pettiness of a former employer to not allow people to be a part Mm -hmm. of something else based on your own insecurities or your own it's kind of super shitty but you're right that episode was like this is the beginning like this is what we've been building up to like this is the pinnacle we're you were sending off this awesome show like you said the guards were down everyone was them speaking up in themselves and it just felt freer and just the same thursday gang but just fresh and yeah the, it was there was so much positivity and it was it like came crashing down within a, a week <laughs> well and that's what like i remember the the next thursday episode was the first one that daniel was on right and jenna was the carryover and i think al was there maybe or maybe it was just jenna and daniel and allison i don't i don't i'm gonna be honest i don't remember exactly what that one that's was, funny but... i can't remember either i know it was on my birthday it was january 15th <laughs> okay <laughs> because i woke up and i thought oh it's thursday we're gonna have a new ariymbf after the last week's it was so much fun and then it was kind of a pre-recorded well, I won't be working for that show anymore. And I was just like, wait, wait, am I hearing this correctly? <laughs> right, yeah. But yeah, I don't remember who. Like, I know Joe, Joe Coy was the first Monday, I think. Okay. And then maybe Bald Brian was in there somewhere. But yeah, I don't remember who was on the Thursday, first Thursday after the the love boat sank. <laughs> yeah, and I, I just remember thinking like, oh, like what's, what's going to happen? And of course, Daniel and Al aren't in broadcasting right so they don't so hearing them sort of like not knowing whether they would ever open up or fit in or whatever it was such a such a contrast to how open the 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 previous week was and i it was it was a weird feeling i didn't know how to feel like of course i was dedicated to the show and everything and i i was interested to hear how it would go but it was such a shock and change and now of course i'm happy that everything happened the way that it did because the you know we got greg and then jeff coming on was i actually found that to be like a real propelling forward of things they had already they were hitting a groove by that point and then jeff came on and added the drops and his little interjections and then greg (laughs) was there like it's it's because you know everything sort of started gelling i mean it's been it it already was was rough and at first I had the same feelings. I thought, well, that's neat. We're going to get to hear from, you know, Al and Daniel. And But it was definitely had it had that feeling of this is a fill-in because I'm scrambling for something right now. I've lost everything and now I have to try and make something. And mm-hmm. what a surprise that, the, you know, their backgrounds are not in broadcasting and they are stars of the show. They're awesome and super funny. And it's light years away from... It's funny when now... I really hated the fact that they called the new Thursday gang the new Thursday gang. I didn't like the name still being used, but now it's been yeah. so long. When people yeah, say yeah. Thursday gang, I don't picture anything from before anymore. It's just the Thursday gang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing is it's like I, I felt the same way. It's like, oh, well, you're really going to do that. And then how much are you going to? There was some attempts at the beginning to talk about butter sandwiches 
how you shower, whatever that was called, the, like uh, rotating, fondling, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. And uh, there was do, like a do, bunch of different fondling. Ask right? you, do you fondling in the shower? Which, <laughs> which one is that facing? backwards right I only think that's the standing still standing still no i think i move around like mostly i face away from the shower because i don't like water in my face yeah so you're not a, a robot no a showering robot <laughs> no i don't think so <laughs> i don't really think about it i just like have a i turn the music on on one of those shower speakers and then i just go in and man i used to get do that. clean that's such a great i i, I just kind of forget trying to bring joy to every part of your life why not <laughs> yeah exactly just little small things right that you can do to and it for me it really makes that time you know your parent too that like that alone time is so nice sometimes just to be you different kind of fondling <laughs> yeah i don't mean that <laughs> oh. <laughs> sorry you're right i mean you know, once if... you have kids you're like thank god i could just turn on the shower and drown out all the noises of, of life <laughs> exactly i mean if you want to do that too and that's fine but <laughs> If you're into that. <laughs> if you're into that. Grab the Vans box and, and, and go take a shower. <laughs> the Vans box, yes. Of course. I was so happy that that was my first episode on this show. I know. <laughs> I was like, all right, there's some real insight here. Yeah, it was a real banner episode. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of butter sandwiches, are vegan butter sandwiches a thing? Uh, Well, not really. I mean, there's margarine and there's like coconut oil based things and all have some toast with those on it but that's where it ends for me i wouldn't put a second slice of bread on there and... but but it would be called a sandwich correct yes I think okay so. good all right phew okay now that we got two past pieces, that <laughs> two pieces of bread with anything in between it is i think would be standard to be a sandwich for me all right See, that's the perfect definition. <laughs> I know we talked a little bit about Thursdays. I wanted to talk about Monday a little bit. I don't know if you have any favorite guests or episodes that stick out to you. Uh, I mean, I'm always a fan of episodes of people that I... It's, it's always interesting to me when there's a guest that I don't know like and learn things about, and that's interesting, or people who are involved in projects that I like. You know, guests like uh, Ali Siegel or John Henson who obviously now we know a lot more about Molly McAleer, those types of guests where I don't know much about them are, are interesting to me, but the ones I really like, you know, when Kumail Nanjiani was on oh, or yeah. Jonah Ray or those, those people are people that I follow their comedy or their TV shows or whatever, they, whatever they do. It's interesting. Those ones I connect with quite a bit. I don't know if I have a favorite episode per se, but that's nice that you appreciate them. A lot of times I go into it blindly. And like you said, I do kind of, I enjoy that too, because, oh, this is someone I've maybe never heard of or don't know what they're into or what they do. And I learn something new and, you know, Allison keeps it fun and interesting. And sometimes I'll look into this person more and sometimes I don't, but it's always interesting. Yeah. I actually didn't like Fitzsimmons at the beginning. Really? Uh, at the first. And, and you know what? I think that might be because of his interactions with the former employer mm -hmm. were fairly... So I thought he was way more right-wing than I think he actually is. Yeah. I think he what... still is, but... He might it's... be. Yeah, that would surprise me, actually. But I was a big fan of his show. I listened to it regularly because I heard him on The Former Employer. And when he was first on Allison's show, I didn't like him on it. I thought that he was condescending to her. And I thought he was talking down to her as if he was acting like, well, I'm just doing this because you work for Adam. You know, I'm throwing yeah, a yeah. bone here. I kind of had that feeling and I stopped listening to his show because of it. And then I listened to an episode that she was on it. The 
the same week, maybe months later, I said, well, I'm going to finally listen to this. And their interaction was much different. I thought maybe I was just reading too much into it and I'm too protective of Allison. But yeah. And maybe it was just an off, you know, because even now when he's on, it always starts kind of herky-jerky anyway, sort of like, uh, yeah, he's joking or is this smooth? I'm not sure. But I think it just might be their dynamic. And uh, yeah, I think the thing for me is that because he was he was on the former employer fairly frequently, if yes. I remember correctly, for all I know, they talked a whole bunch after and maybe they already really got on well. So by the time he was the guest the first time on Allison's show, they might have been way more friendly than I thought. And then so him acting that way is just the way he acts around people he's comfortable, I think. I think so. Yes, I think you're right. So it's off putting to be like, whoa, you're like <laughs> taking a lot of taking a lot of liberties in, in the way that you're acting. But on the flip side, it's like if she was comfortable with that, obviously she was because look at look at the way that their relationship over the years has panned out. It's right. been and now I'm always happy to see him on there. Me too. And the fact that they're starting a podcast together shows that she's really comfortable with him. And yes. she likes what he brings out of her. That's a good balance. And I feel like if she likes him, you know, if she feels like she's being respected by him, then she is, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And we got, yeah, we have to trust she's very smart. And she uh, has always, she's driven and knows what she wants. So if she's into it, then I fully trust her Absolutely. opinion on that. And, and he's, uh, he's really funny. I don't know if you've seen his stand-up, but he's just a really funny guy, and I love his shows, too. I haven't listened for a while, but... I have, actually, and uh, I noticed that he's playing in New York when oh, really? there, so I might I might go to that. Oh, you should. You totally cool. should. I know yeah. Ma- Megan and super fan Megan and I went after we saw Jenna play the last time. I was like, oh, who's in town? Oh, Greg Fitzsimmons. We got to go see him play. And he was so freaking funny. Like, okay, he's pretty good. Just a, just a quick aside. I like going to stand up. What's happened is Toronto. Do you know Just for Laughs? Have you? Yes. Do you know about that? Okay, so that's the Montreal Comedy Festival. Now in Toronto, they have a secondary one called JFL 42. Because it's in Toronto and it's over 14 days or something. And that you can only oh. see the shows if you buy a pass. And it bothers me because I don't I don't live there. So I can't get my money's worth on the pass. Oh, and then on the flip side, days. yeah, it's quite a lot, but it's cool. It's like someone will play like two or three times. And with a pass, you get a headliner and three other shows and it's a hundred bucks, but I can't see that many shows. So what ends up happening is I, I never go because it's not, I can't make it worth it. And then those comedians never come again oh, right? because they always come for that. Yes. And then they don't, they don't tour through any time and barely anyone comes here to London. We get the like commercial comedians that I don't really care mm. about. Larry the Cable Guy? That kind, yes. But that's <laughs> for sure he's been here. Ugh. And, uh, you know, like Weird Al comes here and I would go see that. But okay. like those like alternative comedians just they don't come to the city i live in although greg proops has been here before that's and, cool uh, i like him he's well, another guest that i i always enjoy when he's on he's too. good he's good yeah. and his voice is so it's so off-putting but for some reason i love it <laughs> yeah i had i had some trouble at first i also got in right away when the smartest man in the world podcast as soon as he started doing that which was five or six years ago i that's another one that i listened to right from the beginning and it took me a while to get used to hearing that much of his voice because growing up i watched whose lines anyway 
Right. And so I knew his voice from that, but like an hour and a half of it every week would took a while to get used to. But (laughs) he's so funny and smart and just like will dig into anyone and doesn't really care. And I find it charming in a way that I don't always. But yeah, I think that quick wit will turn me into a fan over the sound of someone's voice pretty quickly. You know, when someone's quick and funny and man, I can't even think that fast. (laughs) You know how quick he is. He's really good. You know, guess with people like him or Fitzsimmons or Pete Holmes, you can tell that they all really respect Allison as an interviewer and as a friend and as a fellow funny person. I like when all of them are on because it's like... You know, it's you know it's going to flow well, and they yes. they have a lot of history, and they yeah, it's more genuine. It doesn't feel interviewee. It feels like she's getting information out of you, but it sounds more f- like friends hanging out. Right? Yeah, exactly. And you know that they get the concept behind just me or everyone, so it's not yes. going to be a weird, awkward uh, <laughs> thing. I know that you want to keep that away from Monday episodes if you had your way, but I think. <laughs> It, with some people, I think Greg, you know, certain people are really good. Greg Fitzsimmons is good good at it. And but some people, the ones that poo-poo it are the ones that talk shit to the people that that sent them in. It's like, uh, but I guess that comes with it. That You got to have all of it, right? You got to take it all. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, like, I get the sense that she explains it to people beforehand and they might, like, not really listen. Maybe. I was thinking she needed to. I, and like or I maybe said, that's the thing before is maybe she needs to have her Monday guest bring one in so she explains just a real quick sentence hey we do this segment and we'd love it if you brought one in yeah and that would kind of maybe put them into the game well because there's the thing that happens sometimes I'm sure you've noticed it where like after four or five people make the same comment that's like oh these are really like niche things that they're talking about and she's like yeah, yeah that's the segment that's the point <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing that's is that exactly they're wondering yes. they're trying to wonder if other people do this thing that they've noticed themselves right. is a strange weird thing like they're and, really neurotic yep <laughs> yeah i get so defensive of you know on her behalf when people say that i'm like yeah. that's the point you idiot <laughs> yes yeah and especially getting to know so many allison people through her show a lot of them are people that we know and it's like hey <laughs> yeah i know it's when i when i Pretty much every week you hear, uh, you know, you hear Bruised by Dawn or yeah. you or you hear Leanne or like there's it's always there's always at least one from from our, our group, group. Yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's neat. I really enjoyed that. It makes me smile every time. I'm like, oh, Aww, that's cool. That person. I know that person. <laughs> it's almost actually strange at this point to hear someone whose name I don't know. That is um, true. I'm like, who's this infiltrator? <laughs> <laughs> You know, speaking of JMOs and segments, do you have a favorite segment of hers? I know she comes up with a lot of them and sometimes they kind of go away. So maybe she's running out of time or I don't know if she just forgets about them. But do you have any favorites? JMOs are like a comfort food, sort of. You know what I mean? Like, especially on the Thursday one, it's like, okay, it's the the one reliable thing every week on the Thursday one that that creates a lot of good conversation and tangents and stuff like that and especially you know it's I'm sure you feel if you've submitted one and you're like are they gonna mention it this week or yes it's like a fun anticipation thing you know I think Uh, that's what made me become even a bigger fan is because which is so vain and self-serving like oh I'm gonna have my JMO read but it's not just hearing your you know your name being said but it's them talking about your neuroses and you know 
do they really do these things? And it, and the conversation that it starts. And I always hope this is going to be the one that have a conversation started. It never is mine, but at least I get them read. But it it did make me listen more. Oh, she, you know, getting the fans interacted with the show, I think, is a huge part. Greg Fitzsimmons had an overheard segment, and I used to send those in too, or just little snippets of conversations that you overhear with oh, no cool. connections. You know, there's not really any anything that he tries to figure out what you know what what it was about or what. Yeah, it, it's a conversation starter, and also getting the fans to interact, and it's fun. It, well, and I think that that's like of all the shows I listen to. It makes it feel more communal, right? Like, because either yes. either it gets brought up on a Thursday show, and you know that, like you said, there's a chance that it'll because there's a lot of people there, which means more opinions that might fall on different sides and come from different places. That it might the something you mentioned might bring up a cool conversation or a fact about someone in the group, and then it makes you feel part of a, a family that I think we all desperately want to be a part of. I think that's so true. I think it's very smart on her part. I don't know if she anticipated that, but I even think the last few Thursdays, the JMO conversation has really taken off more. A lot of times on Mondays, they just say, no, just you. And then they go on to the next one. I think, I don't know if she's just feeling the person like they are not wanting to play or if she's feeling insecure about where she's like, let's just get through these. I'm almost positive that plays into it just based on, you know, like the way that she feels about the carbs or like she talks pretty openly about her anxieties about or insecurities about things like that and uh i know she second guesses herself on things but the other part is like if you interaction wise too like on the thursday one like they feel like a family so when if your thing sparks a conversation then you get to be a part of that family for a snippet and then it is like being at thanksgiving and you pipe up and everyone's talking and you're having a conversation where on Mondays you're like at somebody else's Thanksgiving dinner and you're like, hopefully someone talks to me. Well, but there's that other thing too where like, so say, you know, because you can sort of guess who's going to be on by the fact that she says, if you have questions for this Mm, person, send them. So if it's someone, you know, like say it's Bob Saget is is coming back. If you have questions for Bob Saget, if you drop your JMO, like you could drop your JMO then which means that Bob Saget is going to be talking about something he's, and then there's that connection that you might never otherwise have too, right? And it's like so. There's two two sides there. There's the one the safe, comfortable family that we all enjoy so much, or there's the like chance to have your your thing be part of an interview with someone that you might not otherwise right have I your voice heard too. I had one, and that was Dave Damashek, and I was so excited <laughs> because, you know, a lot of times Mondays, it's not people that I know, and they just kind of quickly go over, but then, you know, when Dana Gould's on or somebody that I totally love, I think, oh, please read my JMO. <laughs> oh, he should be back on soon. I like him a lot. That would be really, really nice. She was on his show a few episodes ago, but you know how his show is? It's very chopped up. So it wasn't a lot, a lot of Allison, but it was still, it's still yeah. very good. I love his show. I haven't had yeah. time to invest because his shows are about three hours long. But that's, but every one of the ones of it is worth it. <laughs> that's one of the ones I only listen to, like when I'm, because some weeks shows I listen to or have repeats or whatever because they're radio shows uh, on NPR or CBC, which is our NPR. And uh, there's, so I run out sometimes by. Tuesdays or Wednesdays before the Thursday episode comes out or even later in the night after I've listened to the Thursday episode. Uh, that's when I sprinkle in ones like that or You Made It Weird or those ones that are a huge time investment but yes. dig pretty deep if you if you like the guest. And Dana Gould is one of those where you don't 
it's not super topical. I mean, sometimes it is, but it's just more funny. And I love the people he has on. And I love how it's the production of it. I love the editing. I love everything about it. And it is something where you can come in and listen for five minutes or 10 minutes and then just take it in chunks and come back to it. But I can't do a lot of other things while I'm listening to it because everything they say is just so funny or smart. <laughs> and I don't want to oh, miss yeah. anything. Yeah, that's certainly, I have certain uh, things at work that I listen to that type of podcast for where I can't, I can't miss anything. And there are other things at work where I just listen to like Doug Loves Movies or whatever, because it's, <laughs> yes. they, there's so much talk in the middle of that that I, I don't really care about, but it's And that's how it was for me with Larry Miller. Not that there was a lot of talk in the middle, but it was something I could have on while I was cleaning and I could leave the room and come back and kind of not miss a whole lot because it was just kind of a, a like a warm blanket, kind of like a JMO. It's kind of like, oh, it's my little comfort food show. Yeah. And then, you know, knowing that J- Colonel Jeff is behind it now, I'm like, oh, I should go back and listen some more. But Well, and that's, it's cool, like, all these things. I mean, I don't know how much Jenna has seen the increase in her, like, yes. if she has seen any increase in comedy. I'm sure she's noticed people coming and talking to her after the show and talking to her about, I, I would imagine that she, she has people talking to her about Alison Rosen is your new best friend after her stand-up shows and stuff. Maybe not as much in Utah where they right. might just see her because she's, that's where her sort of home base for comedy is, I think. Yeah, I'm but, curious the crossover, you know, the 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 numbers. I wonder how many fans of hers are also Allison fans or just finding her naturally. You know, I, I am curious about that. Yeah, and I think it, I mean, but there's, I, I didn't know anything about Jenna before she was on the show. And it's so neat to me that it goes, their friendship goes back way so far that the first iteration of the show she was on a whole bunch like that's she's really been there for allison's whole career trajectory basically and that's i find that so interesting i do too they are such polar opposites but not they're similar and 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 so different and it just and it works yeah if you had told me that a mormon husband and wife (laughs) and like a a greg went as a tv producer and jeff jeff as a like a radio podcast producer and then allison as a as a talent and her husband would create a perfect mix (laughs) you know that would be it would be hard to believe but it's like some weird gilligan's island that just somehow works (laughs) well and it's like you you can tell when jenna and al don't talk as much when you know if they're going off on some tangent about sex or or something that they're not yeah yeah exactly it's like but they don't they're not weirded out by it. They're just no, like, and they're not judgmental. Oh, they're just good. They're good um, examples of Mormons, I would say. For sure, good examples uh, of people, humans. <laughs> people, yeah, exactly. I don't think yeah, that I are mean, who are also Mormons. <laughs> exactly. That's, because I think Mormons that, get a bad rap, and I think they're good. They're good representation of probably was more the majority of what Mormons are. Yeah, yeah, and I'd like to, you know, I like to think the best of people. So it's good to have that reaffirmed. Yeah, definitely. Uh, them. What other shows do you listen to weekly? The two that I listen to, no fail every week, are Alison Rosen, obviously, uh, and this one called Australia. It's a it's a podcast with a an Icelandic comedian called Huliger and an Australian comedian named Jonathan Duffy, and they both live in Iceland now, and so they just chat about their week, and they have it's all segment based, so they have the first thing they talk about is called the embarrassment of the week and they admit one super embarrassing thing that happened this week 
and then they have a segment called Gay It To Me Straight because one of them's gay and one's straight. So they ask, <laughs> they ask each other things. It's like, all right, I've always wanted to know, like, how does this work in gay sex? And they're like, how does this work in straight sex? And I love this premise. I love it, the... Now, did you say they are comedians or are they just kind of like Joe Schmoes that started a show? No, they're comedians. Okay. Uh, so because I think the premise of just like the, the average dude doing this is really funny too, but then comedians obviously are probably better at it. Uh, what's it called again? Australia. So it's like half Iceland, half that Australia. Hilarious. It's really funny. And it's like, it just popped up on my podcast feed. They only have like a handful of episodes and then other Australian or Australian, geez, Icelandic comedians come on sometimes too. And like, so there's a couple and it's funny because they do live shows and sometimes Hooliger will say something in Icelandic and the crowd will laugh and Jonathan's like, I don't understand what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to check this out. I know I don't have a lot of time to start new ones, but this sounds really funny. That one's funny. and It's just crazy enough to work. Yes, exactly. And then, uh, you know, I go smartest man in the world i usually have time to listen to that one and then doug loves movies when i like the guests i listen to that nerdist when i like the guests and then uh over like i listen to wait wait don't tell me and this american life and radiolab from the npr side of things and then there's a uh, one called quirks and quarks which is the canadian national science show uh, so those are the more serious ones i guess that i listen to but i that's the roster i guess that i listen to i try to get through all of them every week but it's a hierarchy yeah it it sounds like you have a good variety for whatever you're in the mood for it's good (laughs) i try to like that way you know if i'm not having a great night i don't want to listen to serious stuff or like if i'm tired i can't listen to a science show for instance Right. (laughs) it's just hard and then i know for Sunday, because I work overnight on Sunday, so I usually have two one-hour shows I listen to, and then Allison's shows out. So that's like, I downloaded it and listen to it right at midnight usually, and then the same thing on Wednesday. So I have like little time slots that work out nicely based on the length of podcasts, because the radio ones are usually an hour long or a half hour long, so they fit slots nicely, and the other ones I just sort of, as I have time. Now, how did you become... How did you hear about GMO Patrol or Best Friends Fancast? Uh, I don't know, to be honest. Uh, it was it popped up on Twitter. I don't know if it's be- when Twitter stuff that people liked started showing up on Twitter. You know, so like Allison. Oh, yes. Would have liked something on and there. I think she retweeted it a couple of times in the beginning. Maybe that's it. How it. It was certainly it was when it was already Best Friends Okay. okay. I don't think I I had I don't think it entered my radar in the JMO Patrol days. Good to know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I see. There was just no way for me to find out about it. <laughs> I'm always kind of I never think about it because you know we just have this group and I think it all started on Twitter and yeah. then we just kind of grow from from us to a little bit it gets a little bit bigger every year but not too you know it's kind of know, small yeah. it's a small family and it's nice it's and my, i guess i never really think about it and i think oh yeah i, I do wonder how people stumble upon it but I, I would imagine it is twitter and a few times she's mentioned it on the show but yeah and i don't i think by the either she hadn't mentioned it before i saw it on twitter or i didn't catch it or whatever but when i saw it on twitter i'm like oh this is interesting <laughs> Well, I'm glad you checked it out because yeah, me too. It's nice to get to know more people. I like doing this where we kind of all are part of it instead of it just being, you know, 
just one group of people or whatever, you know, it's kind of neat. Yeah, and again, I mean, that's the show was really lends itself to that community type of thing. Not that, like, I know some shows have a following and they act in a large, disconnected way as a community. Yes. Which is also, which has its benefits, but I feel like this is a pretty intense version of community and I, I really like that. Ah, I like that. It's getting that. to know people on a personal, and it feels like you're you're part of something, and I like that. That's so cool. Ah, I couldn't have said it better myself. I think that's a good place to end it, unless there's anything that you else you could think of that I didn't ask you. No, that's great. Okay, well, good. Uh, thank you so much for being on this show. I know you'll be on the regular show again, hopefully soon. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was really nice having you. Yeah, thanks for having me. And if anyone out there wants to be on Thank You For Being A Fan or the regular weekly fancast, email me, bffancast at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at bffancast. Follow me at jmos and bffs. And Mr. Toby Milton, where can we find you? I'm at Twitter at tmilt and tobarto on instagram and check out conan o'brien on may 2nd because the band that i do some work for is performing there Ooh, what date may 2nd may 2nd all right this tuesday conan o'brien check it out well thank you so much toby and thank you for being a fan thanks for having me 